0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily space science and technology podcast. The administrator of NASA has said that the next person to land on the moon will be a woman, and the first person to ever land on Mars is likely to be a woman as well. And he said this on Science Friday, so it's totally legit. Now, let me take a second to thank everybody Who's been supporting this podcast since day one? Thank you for subscribing. That's the best way to support this thing. Hit that subscribe button. Also, you can go to patreon.com slash space podcast. If you want to monetarily help out the show, which really does help, and every single penny that I get from Patreon, I put back into the show, whether it's for software or I'm I need to buy a new microphone. Right? So I need to buy a new microphone for this thing so it sounds even better. And all the money from Patreon goes to that so if you're willing to help I really do appreciate it and we're almost at 150 episodes 150 freaking episodes how insane is that and guess what else we have 50,000 people that have listened to this podcast so far that's insane to me I thought maybe you know I'm gonna get like a couple friends a little bit of family 50,000 listens to this thank you thank you Thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough. So the question was asked on Science Friday by Shannon Coulter. She said, Great show right now. Since it's International Women's Day, please ask your guest if returning to the moon will include a woman on the moon. Something that's never happened. Though he didn't mention a specific astronaut, he did say that the next person, the next human to be on the moon, is going to be a woman. And the first human being to ever step foot On the planet Mars, on another planet, it's going to be a woman as well. He said, NASA is committed to making sure we have a broad and diverse set of talent, and we're looking forward to the first woman on the moon. These are great days. Currently, women make up 34% of active NASA astronauts. And at the end of the month, NASA astronauts Anne McLean and Christina Koch are scheduled for the first ever all-women spacewalk. That's supposed to be seven hours long. So if you think about that, seven hours of doing anything is tough. And these women are gonna go out there and they're gonna do a spacewalk for seven hours in freaking space. And both McLean and Koch were part of the 2013 astronaut class, which half of them were women. And they came from the second largest applicant pool NASA has ever received. More than 6,100 people. And the most recent class of flight directors were also 50% women. So think about this. In 1978, the first six women joined NASA's astronaut corps. And today, women comprise 34% of active NASA astronauts. And the administrator of NASA said, NASA is committed to making sure we have a broad and diverse set of talent. And we're looking forward to the first woman on the moon. And one of those women is likely to be the first person to ever set foot on Mars. Now, speaking of Mars... There's a new study that's coming out that hasn't been published yet, and it says that asteroid impacts likely triggered torrential downpours, and it's responsible for introducing huge amounts of water to Mars. This new study by climatologist Martin Turbet at the Sorbonne University in France is yet to be peer reviewed, but it was published on the arXiv online archive, which is organized by Cornell University. And the doctor proposed that asteroid impacts four billion years ago generated enough heat, molten rock, and steam to kickstart a deluge in the atmosphere of ancient Mars. Now, before I get into that, I got to take a pause for the cause. I got to take a quick commercial break so I can pay the bills and help pay for that new microphone I was talking about earlier. So please stick with me. I'll be right back with some more news about these ancient catastrophic events on Mars. So the scientist and his team of researchers used computer modeling for asteroids bigger than 60 miles across hitting the planet, which is about 100 kilometers. That's a pretty big distance. And when these asteroids were to hit the red planet, well, they would generate extreme conditions of climate change for half a year, followed by intense rain lashing out throughout the planet. The doctor said that using sophisticated three-dimensional global climate model simulations similar to the ones used, for example, to simulate global warmth on Earth, we were able to simulate, for the first time in three dimensions, the climate change induced by the very large impacts that hit Mars about four billion years ago. So there's gigantic impact craters on Mars. One of them is known as the Headless Impact Crater, and anything bigger than 60 miles wide, um, they can make large impact craters like this. It's 2,300 kilometers across, and up to five miles deep, that's nine kilometers. And the researchers found that a large impact like this An early Martian atmosphere would produce around 8.5 feet of rain per one Earth year. And after impact, the immediate surface conditions on Mars would make it impossible for liquid water to exist. So what would happen is this asteroid would collide with Mars, make this gigantic crater, and when it explodes, it would vaporize all the water on the Martian surface. Therefore, it would send it up into the atmosphere And once the period of heating subsided, the vaporized water would return to the surface in mass in the form of a torrential downpour. So what happens to this rain after it comes back down to Mars' surface? Well, it would cool off again. And it would cool off between 1,000 to 100,000 years, causing the water to freeze. And then over the course of about a million years or so, the intense radiation from the sun would vaporize the ice again and release it into the atmosphere. So let me remind you again that this is not peer-reviewed yet. So none of the science in this has been uh, validated, I guess, would be the best way to put it. So the researchers have done a great job with this study, and they said it has been proposed that bolide impacts could have triggered a long-term climate change, producing precipitation and runoff, and may have altered the surface of Mars in a way that could explain at least part of this evidence. Here we use a hierarchy of numerical models to test the hypothesis and more generally explore the environmental effects of very large impacts on the atmosphere, surface, and interior of early Mars. So this could be partially a reason why uh, Mars is so desolate right now. It's a desert. It doesn't have a lot of water, and it has frozen water, but it doesn't have lakes and oceans like it used to. And that's what this study is saying is, hey, This could be a possibility. This is possibly, you know, four million years ago. This could have happened and it could have destroyed Mars. So when the first woman sets foot on Mars, they're going to be seeing the present day surface instead of this watery, beautiful land that used to be there. So just take a moment, go outside, look at how beautiful nature is, and just think, that could have been Mars. And also, thank you for spending your time with me today. Thank you for spending your time on this podcast. And thank you to everybody who subscribed to the pod. I do appreciate it. You are all amazing. So that has been the Space News Pod, my friends. My name is Will, and I will see you soon. Want to tell the people in your life you appreciate
1: them? Stand out with the best gift ever. Minky Couture Luxury Blankets are the best gift ever appreciation and recognition to say thank you every day of the year. And
0: you won't have to worry about the best gift ever being late, because Miki can fulfill your orders without the supply chain frustrations. Miki Couture has you covered at MikiCouture.com.
1: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that...